0: You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by
1: the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the best morning routine ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Need. And today I have the honor of introducing very special guests to the show, Mohit. Now, he is a serial killer. (laughs) Excuse me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's quite an intro. Uh, <laughs> oh
1: man, serial entrepreneur, Mohit, you have done so much, Jack. <laughs> from investing uh, oh. to consulting mm-hmm. and you found the Black Book Investment and you quickly recognized that you're recognized as an expert investor in online businesses. And so, you know, you have honed in your skills over the last five yeah. years and strategizing and how to optimize the space and help people ways, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars um in funding so i'm excited to have you on here because i want to hear about the tips on how to do this effectively as i'm getting ready to do um of investment round myself so i'm looking forward to picking your brain so with no further ado mohit welcome to the show
0: thank you Lee. thanks for having me happy to be here
1: Yes, happy to have you. And you're not a serial killer. My goodness, that was so (laughs) bizarre. (laughs) Uh, Tell us about your journey and how you, you know, you have started multiple um, businesses, but now you're focusing on investing on the other side of it and helping others get funding. So tell us about that transition.
0: Yeah, that's right. So basically, I run a company called Blackbook Investments. Uh, Mm -hmm. How it came about was that I was buying online businesses back like 10 years ago which is when I started my make money online journey. Uh, before that, I was blogging. I tried to blog, but I could not make any money from that. So I chanced upon this site called Flippa, Flippa Flippa.com. And it was a marketplace for buying and selling online businesses. So I took the plunge and spent a couple thousand dollars on buying a small website, which was doing social media marketing services. I bought that, I grew that, I sold that for 6x. Uh, I made some money on that one. And then I was like, Okay, I don't need to start something from scratch. I can buy an existing business and grow that, which is uh, what seemed to be my forte. So I continued doing that. I kept buying more and more businesses and slowly leveling up in the price range and the size of businesses I was buying. I also got scammed a couple times, but that's just a part of the business. But uh, that was early days, 10, 11 years ago, very early days, wild, wild west. It still is. And... Um, but then yeah, I, I, I grew pretty quickly. And in 2014, when I was visiting a friend in the US and uh, he asked me that why I was, what, what I was doing because I was pretty much, you know, chilling out and or working from a cafe or from home because I was staying with him for a few weeks and I told him that I buy and run online businesses. So that's what I do. And that's why I can work from anywhere. So he said, I want to invest some money. So can you help me? So I was like, okay, sure. So this is a service that I didn't start offering it, you know, but it just kind of came to me. That, okay, yeah. there's a need for that. So I can help people do this. So we bought a site for my friend, we bought a business for my friend, and then I was operating and managing it, basically, and then that grew. So he got his friends involved, family involved, we bought more businesses, more, more websites, and uh, it just kind of snowballed from there. And I launched my company, Blackbook Investments. So yeah, currently, we work with uh, multiple investors, we also have a group by uh, that, you know it's a pool of funds that we use to buy multiple sites. And then you also work with one of the biggest brokers, in the space, which is Empire Flippers, so they have a separate division called Web Street, which uh, raises money from investors, and then we go and buy online businesses, for, for, you know, using that money, and then operate and run and grow those businesses. And right mm-hmm. now, we're managing about ten, $10 million dollars worth of online businesses.
1: That is impressive. And how do you keep yeah. your profile diversified? And and you know what businesses? What because I, I imagine you don't just um, take invest in all of them. You have particular ones, niche ones. Yeah,
0: that you after. Yeah, so we we mostly do content websites that are monetized via display ads or affiliate commissions. Um, People are looking for some info online. They go, you know, we come up and Google, they go to our site, either read the info or, you know, click on an ad maybe or click on an affiliate link. So we get paid basically. So mostly we do content sites in multiple niches, uh, like hobbies or finance or parenting or, you know, any, any niche basically. Um, Yeah, that's what we're doing currently
1: oh, no it's interesting because uh, my husband and i have one uh, called fermentation pro and it's all about all things fermenting and we have nice. been there it for several uh, for several years and so you go and purchase or invest yes. in those sites um particularly yes we
0: purchase them we purchase them outright basically yeah
1: yeah oh, that's that's pretty um Pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about what makes, um, how do you determine if a business is undervalued and the potential um, that it can have?
0: Sure. So the, there's a few things that you can look at. One is when we look at a business to buy, it should be growing. So the trajectory should be upwards. We don't necessarily buy dying businesses or businesses that are declining because yeah. turning around is not my thing. And I'd like to, you know, just sail the rocket ship uh, and grow, you know, businesses that are already growing and grow them further. That's so the quick wins that we look for is that, let's say a business uh, a website is monetized by affiliate, but it does not have any display ads on it. So when we come in, we can immediately implement display ads and increase the income right away for that site. Or let's say the owner hasn't you know put affiliate links on all the products that he's promoting. So we come in and see, we do an audit if there's any links that are not affiliate links. So we replace them with our affiliate links, immediately increasing the revenue. So these are just like a couple of things that, you know, we can do to increase the revenue immediately. And of course, there are more things like conversion rate optimization or adding more content, updating old content, which takes longer on a site. So, yeah, generally, we look at the niche and how much the scope for that niche is and just make sure that the site has not covered all of it already so that we have scope to grow.
1: Yeah. Basically. And once you acquire these um these sites, you have a team. That because you now you're, you're owning it you're managing it you're you're pretty much running the site now so tell us about what that process looked like inward inside as in uh, internal yeah
0: so so we have a team of 25 full-time people comprised of SEOs editors content managers writers and you name it so all of these people combined are managing about I'd say 30 35 different websites at the moment mm-hmm. and it's like um, everyone is doing their job and that way it's like, you know, one person is doing the research for new content. The other person is then creating a brief for the articles. Once he has the research, then the next person is a content manager. She's assigning those briefs to writers. Then the writers get their work done. They send the articles. Then there's a article uploader, uh, like the guy who uploads the article on the website. Then there's an editor slash proofreader who checks the article. And then, um, then an SEO who optimizes it. And then you know, uh, basically, the site manager who publishes it and overviews the whole thing, basically. So, in short, yeah, in brief, this is what the process looks like.
1: Yeah, and so, how long does it? Is the site has to be live before you buy it? Are we talking because it's a, it's a, it's a long term, yeah. right? It's a long, yeah, it's a long term process. So, tell us about that.
0: Ideally, ideally, three years is what we look at, or more. So it should be around for three years or more for us to look at it, and should be making a few thousand dollars at least uh, for it to be worth uh, our time. A month, so a month exactly, or okay. let's say hundred thousand dollars a year ballpark.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, because the time the time it takes to grow sites is similar, whether it's a bigger site or a smaller site. So mm-hmm. might as well work on bigger sites. Yeah.
1: And what's the most? Um, what's the biggest niche that you see that people that drives traffic to? Two sites would, what's your biggest one?
0: Uh, personal finance is really big. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, that's one of the big ones. There's also cooking, cooking is huge recipes and, and cooking and mom blogs. So that's another huge niche basically. Mom yeah.
1: blogs you said?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cooking and mom blogs. Okay. And then, so tell us about black book, how people who are intrigued, what is, what do they get into? What does that process look like to come from sure. uh, side by side with you?
0: Yeah. So we offer two uh, services, two products to our investors. One is the one-on-one investment in which you work with us directly one-on-one and we look for a suitable target, suitable business for you to buy. We go out and do all the searching, all the finding, all the negotiating, all the due diligence, all the talking to the seller, doing the deal, closing it, doing the transfer, everything. So the minimum for that is like $150,000 that we require. Not us, but that's the money you should have to be able to invest in the business mm-hmm. uh, to buy that type of business because a business in that price range would be making anywhere around you know, I'd say three, four thousand, four thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. So that's what we're looking at. And when uh, the deal is done, uh, we charge a ten percent finder's fee on the deal size to get everything done, and you know we save you more money than we charge you by negotiating on your behalf based on our experience. Once the site is transferred to your hosting and, to, and you have the domain, we then start managing the site and we charge a flat monthly fee, which starts at $2,000 a month to grow and manage that uh, business and that website for you as an investor. Now, if you don't have 150000 lying around, we have a, a an option which in, by which you can you know participate in it at a much smaller price point, which is $25,000. Mm-hmm. The option is a group buy. Wherein we do it every 6 months, we pool money from multiple people, multiple investors into a big pool, uh, minimum being 25000 And then we buy multiple websites using that money so that your m- money is spread across m- multiple assets and it's not at risk. And you're investing less money than $150,000 basically. So these 2 are... And then we all the revenues, we share 40% with the investors, uh, net, like gross revenue. So whatever comes in, 40% directly goes to... Investors as uh, dividends uh, paid out quarterly. 30% grows, goes towards the growth of the sites in terms of content, uh, link building campaigns, all of that, CRO campaigns. And then uh, 30% goes to blackbook as the management fee. So, yeah, that's
1: that's the model. Hmm. Passive income, um, second to none, as it is instead of like real estate. Let's compare yeah. the two. Um, <laughs> that's like the digital yeah. passive income perspective. It
0: is, yeah digital real estate, to be honest. Uh, uh, but the thing is, the cap rates are pretty high in this. Historically, in the last seven, eight years, we have delivered 29% returns to our investors annualized. Right now, the prices have gone up because these assets are now hot property and everyone is wanting to get them. So the prices have gone up, which has affected our like ROI, but we're still above 20% annualized. Uh, and that's after all the fee. So our investors are still netting 22 23% analyze after all the fee and uh, without lifting a finger because it's all passive for them
1: hmm. and, that, and that's the, how it's different from um, real estate so it's online real estate yes.
0: essentially it is you can you can say that it's online real estate yeah
1: yeah because we we've moved to a digital um yeah. digital space and so that's just um moving in with the times and i and i know quite a bit of people who are monetizing yeah. their um their website in that sure. way and it's quite simple it's, it's almost it's just asking um Answering a question that is being posed yeah. essentially on exactly.
0: Google. There you go. That's, uh, yeah, in simple words, it is that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about what the, the value that, that adds to the body of knowledge already existing. Like why that is that circular needs to continue, need take place to continue to add. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So what we do is we hire real-life experts when we get content written for our sites. And we do market research first. We do keyword research and see what people are searching for. And what they're not able to find online, uh, what has not been written about, and then we go out and find experts in that, those niches and get that content written, uh, which hasn't been already, you know, uh, you know, written or has been has not been updated in a while. So we come in and with our expert writers and and update, actually, a post that publish that content for for the readers, and then they find it through Google.
1: And then, so you need different sites, right? Because Google frown upon having too many information on one site, right? So they want you to kind of niche down and not, you you can can have so many blogs answering different questions where it does not correlate. The content doesn't correlate. So tell, tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so each side is different. Each side is in a different niche. Some could be broad, some could be uh, like smaller, micro niche, depending on what the authority of the site is, the domain rating and the authority and the age of the site, it can cover broader topics if it's really established and has been around for a while. Whereas if it's a new site, then it's better for you to niche down and just write about a particular thing. Let's say not write about personal finance, but maybe write about getting out of debt. Mm-hmm. And you can even go further down, like getting out of college tuition debt, basically. So that is how specialized you can be. Uh, and for anyone wanting to start their own website, I would say uh, niche down in the beginning, but keep a scope for growing further. So the domain name that you choose should be broad enough if you ever decide to, you know, go broad.
1: That ah, makes sense. And then, in terms of content length, I know there is a magic number of what fifteen hundred for blogs to ensure that um, it's long enough. And then, but some you can get away yes. with short, sweet and short, like five hundred, depending right. on how long the website has been yeah. live.
0: Yeah, I'd say five hundred is too short. But yeah, you're right. Fifteen hundred is would be the kind of average that we calculate, like a sweet spot for informational articles. For reviews and buying guides and affiliate articles, it could be longer, like three, four thousand words as well. Uh, But, yeah, otherwise, it's 1,500 average.
1: Interesting. And now, you know, I imagine going on these websites and there are ads and pop-ups everywhere and you click them and sometimes there's hackers and there's viruses. So let's talk about some of the um, threats that um, these business, online businesses face that they need to be aware of.
0: Yeah. So the threats that these businesses face is that either, you know, uh, the major threat could be Google deciding not to send traffic to your site and not showing up your site on Google searches. So if Google comes with an update, and it kind of penalizes your site for doing something not right, based on Google's guidelines, and then Google decides not to like you anymore, and doesn't send you any traffic, then you're doomed. Because uh, yeah, you are literally, that's one thing, which is the biggest risk. The second risk is, let's say you're an Amazon associate uh, affiliate, and you're promoting products on Amazon, reviewing products and promoting. And one day, Amazon decides to cut commissions, from, let's say six percent to two percent which it which has done be, in the past multiple times yeah. yeah, they do they do every few years they would do it so then your income would be cut in half or more overnight without you doing anything and you or you being wrong so there's another big risk basically uh these two i would say would be the major risk associated with an online business
1: so how do you get ownership
0: so yeah i mean uh we just have to you know, deal with things. So we improvise whenever we either, unless if you ever get hit with the Google update, we study what we did wrong and then we try to improve that and not do that anymore. If Amazon hits us, then we try and find other affiliate sources like commission junction or share a sale where we can find other products to promote. So yeah, we got to improvise. I mean, this is the name of the game. So you can't be, you know, you're playing on their field. So you got to play by their rules and you got to improvise when they change the rules. Yeah.
1: So the, yeah, those are the big guys. What about the small guys, the hackers that goes on the website, um, bots that are like yeah. supporting yeah. or chatting and sending comments and all that, that you have to differentiate from like, what about how? The- yeah, exa-
0: exactly. That's another threat, like you said. but And that's exactly a reason that companies like us are, you know, people em- employ companies like us to manage and grow their sites because we have uh, state-of-the-art servers. We have state-of-the-art firewalls. Uh, Protection against DDoS attacks, hackers. Uh, and in the rare event that we do get hacked, we got hacked like once in or twice in the last 10 years. And we were just, the one was 10 years ago, which was we were using a very basic server, but then we upgraded our servers. So uh, only once we got hacked, and uh, the support was, uh, our support was so fast that we have our technicians and uh, working with the hosting uh, the company's technicians, we got that resolved within hours. So that's why it is very important to either invest into good security, like, you know, get plugins for WordPress for your site that could protect it from hackers or, you know, employ a company like uh, Blackbook to run, manage, and grow your site, basically, so that you can be at peace.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. So tell us yeah. now about how you get up, dress up, and show up. Let's talk about your morning routine.
0: Yeah, to be honest, so I'm like a night owl, uh, and I work late in the night. Uh, also, because... There's no distraction. and most of the people I work with are based in the US, and I'm in India, so it's easier to communicate in the night for me. Um I sleep like at maybe one, two, you know, and it was it used to be more <laughs> late before, but then uh, we were blessed with uh, two baby girls six months ago, nice. and uh, nice. since then uh, the routine. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Everything has changed. So uh, my routine, there's no set routine to be honest. What I do is uh, I wake up and I wake up, which could be anywhere like eight AM, seven thirty, eight AM. Sometimes later, 830. And then I just, uh, play with my girls, you know, they're like, you know, for an hour or so, I'll just play with them. Yeah. Uh, then I'll make, uh, tea for me and my wife. We'll have our, uh, you know, breakfast together and we'll chat for like half an hour and just catch up on stuff because she helped me with the business. Uh, <laughs> she's like the main person running the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd say so. We just catch up on life on general, you know. And uh, then I just take a shower and and get to work. It's pretty simple. There's nothing (laughs) too fancy about it, yeah.
1: They they do say that behind the strong man is a stronger woman.
0: Yeah, I agree to that. I
1: have
0: to agree to that. Running
1: the show, making sure it all stays in 100%. 100%, Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Let's talk about in terms of how you feed your senses as an entrepreneur, right? Because you understand that there's quite a bit coming at you all at once as a business owner and managing a team. And so how do you keep your composure? What are the, the tactics, things that you do to help you show up better for your team and are now for as a father?
0: Yeah, so I'm a very patient person. Like, I don't get agitated or angry very easily. Like, I can count on my fingertips uh, on one hand, like how many times I got angry in a year. (laughs) So, it doesn't come naturally to me. So, I I don't get angry. I just, I'm more of like a a talk it out person. So, if there's any issue, you know, I just want to talk it out with whoever the person is, whether it's my team member or uh, a business partner or uh, a freelancer, whatever. And, I just, uh, you know, I think staying calm and talking it out solves pretty much most of the problems uh, instead of getting angry and agitated. So that's one thing. The second thing is I'm not the best people manager. I know that. So and my wife is. So she manages all the team. She handles all the team. I just have to, you know, talk to her and tell her that this is what should be done, or this can be done, or this could be better. And then she gives suggestions, and then she handles the team. Uh, earlier, our team was small, but now we're 25 full time people. So. Uh, we have h r. We have uh, you know my wife doing uh, major majorly managing the people. so the team helps me a lot, basically. So that's why I'm able to grow.
1: yeah, that, that's in, it's fascinating. And so in terms of like meditation, what you're reading, things to kind of to help you, what are some of those um, you want?
0: Yeah with? so yeah, I, I read sporadically. I used to read uh, pretty much every day, uh, but I, I do read a few times a week and, uh, Mostly it's business books uh, or some skill that I'm trying to learn
1: uh,
0: and nonfiction is what I do. But to change of pace, like I sometimes I'll pick up uh, a fiction. Uh, maybe I'll do Bill Bryson or Tom Clancy sometimes and uh, mix it up, basically. But mostly I like nonfiction and uh, business uh, books. And I sometimes reread the books that I really like, like Rich Dad Poor Dad, which was one of the very uh, inspiring books that got me started on this journey. And uh, so I like, read for like half an hour, 40, 40 minutes uh, every two days. Yeah. And with the kids, it's gotten busier. So there's no set schedule. So you got to work around their schedule. So yeah. That's one thing. And um, I I used to meditate in the past. I left the practice, but I've started again. And I do like uh, 15 minutes of silent meditation mm-hmm. and uh, just try to focus. Uh, and I use... Uh, there was an app called... Uh, what was it? Calm. I use Calm. That headspace is also good. So either of those and uh, the guided meditations kind of keep me, you know, yeah. into the zone, because if I do it without any guidance, then I would, my mind would wander like, yeah. and I would start down a trail of thoughts and <laughs> never <laughs> be able to come back. So, yeah. Guided works better for me.
1: Yeah. Down a rabbit hole. Yeah. With the thoughts that yeah. I pop on, you know, they just keep popping up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> One after the other. Uh-huh. Yeah. And
1: the beauty of meditation is just simply to what recognize that they're there and just kind of follow the exactly. breath because you can't really shut yep. it down, but you can train it, which is yeah,
0: exactly exactly. Is it takes a lot of practice.
1: It does yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I concur, and it yeah. helps throughout the day too. I mean, you say you're naturally a calm person; it helps you show up even you know more zen, more calm, more receptive, and just exactly. like cool, calm, and collected. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Now, Tell us about where we can find you. How can we connect with you?
0: Yeah, sure. Just if you search my name on Google, Mohit Tater, M O H I D T T R, you can look me up on LinkedIn or send me a message on Twitter, uh, Instagram, or my email is mohit at mohittater.com. And my website is blackbookinvestments.com. So yeah, just look up my name, you'll find me.
1: Yes. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Sure. Yeah, it's really nice having you on. I, I just have a, uh, a five month old as well. And I know. Trying to get schedule. <laughs> yeah. Your schedule is no longer your own, so I totally understand yeah. it changes with time.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Before you head out, and one thing that I've learned is, you know, we we have to be adaptable and and, and uh, adjusted um, when things come yeah. out. So, what's one piece of advice you want to give our listeners around? Not not just habit, but like time management and how to to show up. Um, to be honest, for me,
0: I used to used to try and control everything in my schedule and time, uh, and it didn't work out for me. So what I do is now I just flow uh, with the day. However, that day is going, I just flow with that. I don't try to go against it, uh, and in most cases, uh, it ends up being you know good for me because what was needed uh, to be done in that particular moment is what I did instead of, you know, following a, a, a set a pattern or following a certain schedule. Mm-hmm. So and and I'm very grateful for my business to be able to afford me this luxury, to be honest. So I am very grateful for the business that uh, my wife and I have built. Because without this business, I would not have been able to do this, uh, to be honest. Yeah. So just go with the flow if you can. And, uh, you know, don't be too rigid about your schedule or routine. Uh, it's, it's, it's all right to, you know, sometimes let go and you know, do things has to come up.
1: Go with the flow from the man himself, yeah. Mohit, the senior yeah. entrepreneur and investor. And, you know, it's been such a joy having you on the show. Thank you for taking the time today.
0: Thank you, Lenin. Happy to be here. Yeah. Yes. Well, all right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content.
1: Until next time.